Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of MVD Most Valuable Dad. Uh, this is episode four. Uh, we're still here. We're still kicking. Um, we're going to start the episode off with a, another ad read. Uh, it's not really an ad read. We use these products. And we're just giving shout outs to small local businesses. This one happens to be my sister, but we use a lot of the products. So... I'm going to kick it off to Hunter and he'll get us started. Right, so this is uh, sponsored by you know, Kayla Overly, Cincy Consultant. Uh, again, this week, you know, our website is wortheverycent.com. Uh, you know, Chad mentioned that we talk about using these products on a daily basis, and, and it's true. I mean, we've the, the new catalog is about to drop, and you know, we got a bunch of spring and summertime scents in it, but. You know, I use it every day on like my laundry. Uh, I've got a fan in my truck. I've got a thing that sits on my desk at work. Um, I mean, not to mention, I think I have about 40 of them in my living room. Um, but I mean, there's all kinds of good scents, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, I know Chad's got one in his truck. Um, what else do you use yours for, Chad? Um, so the big dude products I would talk to since mostly we're getting dads. The pod uh, that he's talking about, the fan. Basically, they come with little pods. You just plug them into a USB, and they they really do. They don't overpower your vehicle, but I like to work out. I get sweaty in the morning, and these products really, they make your truck smell a little bit better for, you know, your loved ones, your daughter, your son, your kids, your family, anybody to get in the car. So, you know, don't go nose blind to your stinky ass. Um, <laughs> another thing that I use a lot in the bathroom is the spray. Which is kind of, it's not like Lysol where you're like trying to eat it after you spray it and it's not like covering it up. All you got to do is a couple pumps and it's real concentrated so it just gives you a real nice, it's almost like a cologne but not as thick. So those are two of the big products that I like to use. Um, another big thing is wax warmers. I would say another great thing about these is they're like a strong alternative to candles and... They're also going to be a lot safer around your kids. So yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, kid-friendly. Like, Levi had a basketball goal in our living room, and he knocked it over and went right into one of our warmers, and the the wax dries, like, almost instantly. Uh, you know, Levi stuck his hands in it multiple times, and it just it just dries and almost just feels like, like a melted crown almost. Yeah, and like now they're doing a lot of those pod things. They've got a lot of plug-ins. Some uh, kind of work a little bit like night lights, which are something that you're going to want in your kid's room. So that's another option just to lay out there. Um, the big thing is like you, you know, we were kind of talking about this earlier is you think of Scentsy and Sense. It's always, you know, about girly stuff. Right. And it's totally not like, I mean, these, so like what Chad and I have in our trucks, they're just mini fan diffusers. Um, so that way if you guys go to the link and the website, you guys know what you're looking for. But, you know. I have a Scentsy warmer that I bought and I put on my nightstand and the base of it is deer antlers. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I mean, anybody who knows me knows I love to hunt and I'm all about it. And like when I saw that there was a deer antler, you know, warmer, I was like, babe, I got to have this. I don't care how much it is. Buy it for me. They really have a lot of great products. They keep coming out with new stuff. They're really expanding like laundry and you know the scent i mean it the sky's the limit you really got to get on there and check it out there's a lot of cool stuff out there supporting a lot of local businesses because a lot of you know like my sister a lot of people out there are sensing consultants it's like a nice little side gig where they're just trying to help you out and then like we said it's a pretty sweet alternative to candles 
Uh, so yeah, enough about that. We're going to get into the bulk of it. We're really going to get going right off the bat because we got a very special guest on the show this evening. Um, you know, a longtime listener, first time caller. Uh, he knows nothing about podcasts or what they do, but uh, we have with us the one and only Charles W. Wendell Colville, my father, <laughs> Hunter's father-in-law, born November 8th, uh, 1960, social security number, I don't know, but uh, hey dad, how you doing? Good. Okay, Good. so we're just going to hit dad with some good questions. Dad became a father the first time. In January of 1986, which is now 34? Five. 35 years ago. That means that Kayla Colville is... Kayla Overlease, wow. my fault. That's the first one. We haven't heard that in a while. Kayla Overlease is 35... 35? She'll be 35 at the end of the month. I'm going to be 32. She's going to be so mad that we just set her age on this thing. Right, we'll get over it. <laughs> so, alright, Dad. Tell us what it was like becoming a dad for the first time. Like, for you... Where you, like you were planning it, right? Yep. Okay, and like so, you were planning it. You figured you were pregnant. You went to the doctor. You found out. Did you get nervous? No, that was pretty cool. You're just excited. Yeah. Okay. Now, how long before Kayla came did you have the nursery done? Oh, probably two or three months, I imagine. So yeah. he is the exact opposite of what we did. No, he's not the exact. I had mine done in August. Oh, so it's, so, so like, you guys didn't complete yeah. opposite what I did. Rachel's <laughs> gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, I told you so." Even your dad was. So yeah, like we're gonna say, get that baby room done. It's been proven by the man. Thirty-five years going well. I couldn't go hunting until I got that done. See, that's so, a great alternative. There you go. Also, Chuck is one of the best planned pregnancies. He planned all his kids around hunting season. You think it may not be hard. But it really is. It's harder than you think because Hunter had one right in the middle of it. He just had to do it. So we're hoping those birthdays are going to be during the week or Sunday evenings. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be on Sunday evenings. Tell us about the hospital visit. Like, all right, give us the story from, like, all right, mom's water broke. Where were you at? Oh, we were at the house. So you were together. Yeah. Now, was it like a frantic run to get to the hospital at that point? Yeah. So did you have like a bag packed and stuff? She did. She had a bag packed? Yeah. Did, did you right. have a bag packed? No. You didn't pack a bag. Okay. So you're you're frantically going to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Now, from the time you get to the hospital to the time that Kayla's born, how long did that take? 15 minutes. Holy crap. Now, that is a fast <laughs> birth because we were there... 24 hours. Yeah, but... the time we got to do this to the I time. Think, I think if I remember right, and, you know, when we've talked about this with Vicky before, she said she's got, like, a super high pain tolerance, doesn't she? Oh, yes and no, but she kept nursing the nest building all day. Ah, uh, okay. She didn't think she had to go yet, so... She, after her water broke? No. She waited. Yeah. So she didn't go right away after her no, water broke. she was having pains, wow. but when, we bro- when she broke... Her water broke was probably in the truck. I don't remember, but I thought we was going to have a baby in the truck going to the hospital <laughs> is what I thought. So maybe don't wait that long. Yeah, I didn't have a catcher's mitt with me. <laughs> Dad was a pretty good catcher, though, so he, he might have been able to catch the baby. While going 70 down 500. So was it pretty, like, so it was pretty frantic, like, the whole yeah. deal, 15 minutes, because, yeah. I mean, that's wild. 
Yeah. From start to finish. Okay, so now there's like there's like really no time to think about anything. No. Nope. I mean, like, sign her in and get up here. Yeah. That's what you said. No epidural. If you nope. I don't think they had time for Did it. Did they do epidurals back then? Yep. Okay, another, so, so this guy has time to work. Yeah, so you had to see, like with Rachel, her epidural, they said you could go right up until birth. So that's a new thing. Because back in the day, you had you had a time frame, and after that time frame, you didn't get your epidural, you just went natural. Yeah, that's how it was with Kayla. Yeah, but that was the nice thing for Rachel, was she wasn't going to do the epidural, she was going to wait, but luckily they gave her their option up till birth, but right after they broke that water, she said, give me the drugs. <laughs> and I was like, thank God. But, <laughs> so, after you have Kayla, was everybody at the hospital? Was there a lot of people? No, nah, they came over the next morning, because it was a... Right around midnight, you know. So what time was Caleb born? Eleven something, eleven forty-five. I think. Oh, she was almost a February first, yeah. but yeah. Wow. That was she was born right, and everybody was asleep. I called them anyway, but woke them up. <laughs> Get up. We had so, a kid. So how long? You know, like for for us, we were in the hospital for like three days. So how long did you guys stay in the hospital? Yeah, after you had Kayla, how long were you in the hospital? Not the same. Two days. Did you stay? Did you stay at the hospital? So you just went home at night, slept, and now did you work or were you just at the hospital all day? I worked, still drove the bus. Oh yeah, dad never misses the bus. We will not miss the bus for a funeral, birth, (laughs) anything. I worked on other things. Except to go to Texas. He will go hunting in Texas over the bus. Yeah. Um, so all right, before I'm trying to think of all these good questions. You guys didn't have, like, ultrasounds and stuff, right? Yeah. Did they do that? Yeah. So was there, like, an option for them to tell you what the sex was? Well, they could tell you, yeah. Did you guys find out? No. So you wanted it to be a surprise? Yeah. But the option was still there? Yeah. And our ultrasounds weren't near as good as the ones you got, so sometimes they were wrong. Another thing I want to point out, I think that the 3D uh, ultrasounds look like Holocaust victim <laughs> pictures. <laughs> And I will stick by that till the day I die. 3D pictures are not worth it. Uh, just stick to the 2D and wait till your baby comes out. They look nothing alike. My kid did not look like what it did on the 3Ds right. at all. Uh, okay, so how disappointed were you when Kayla came out? Oh, I missed <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? I'm just kidding. So you had a baby girl. Now was Kayla a pretty chill baby? Was she a pretty what? She chill? Was she chill baby? Or was she mm. a crier? She was good, except when she had to go to sleep or take a bath. She hated both of those. She didn't want to go to sleep, and she didn't want to take her bath. Now, when you did baths, did you do them in the tub, or did you do them, like, in the sink? No, we had a little. They had a little thing back then? tray thing, and and you had set right in the sink. Yeah, that's what we had. Same thing. Okay, okay. And back then, you had the crib. Well, you you just had the two rooms. Well, no, you guys were in Anderson then. Mm Mm-hmm. So did she have her own room and did yeah. you do like you had like a bassinet in the bedroom or did she sleep in the crib started straight off? Yeah, she started in the bedroom yeah. with us and then How long before she went to the crib? Oh, probably six months, I don't know. That's maybe. pretty normal. That's yeah. pretty fair. Six, yeah. eight months. So that's about the same. Alright, so you've got your first kid. What was the biggest challenge starting off? Like going from not having a kid to having a kid. Sleep depredation. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. It always is. And mom, did mom get like 
three months off work and all that. Yeah. Did you have that? That was pretty yeah. normal stuff. Yeah. So sleep is the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Do you have any? What was your biggest tool to success? What worked the best? What I kind guess, of what kind of system did you and Vicky have in place of? You know, like you have a pretty like set schedule. Yeah, did you guys stick to a pretty like set feeding yeah, schedule. And... Pretty much on feeding dimes mm-hmm. and all that. Got that. Get them onto that pretty good, and then they'll sleep sometimes when you want them to. Now, did you guys have like a swing and stuff yeah. like that? It was a wind up, no battery power. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. long would that wind up go? Oh, thirty minutes. That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. You didn't just like hook mm-hmm. like a twelve volt battery to it. Rock them. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't wire it up. Yeah, wire your drill to it. No, <laughs> we didn't have cordless drills. It had to be electric, <laughs> and it went too fast. Oh, shit. It had flung her out. <laughs> All right, so you have Kayla for a few years. You get tired of her. You're thinking you can do better. <laughs> so you did you plan on your second pregnancy? Yeah. So you're planning on the second one, hoping for a boy. Had to hope for a boy. Were you hoping for a boy on the second one? I just just open mind. I'm just happy that you guys were healthy. Did you always know that you were going to have two? No. We thought we might have three at one time. So what have we talked about? It? <laughs> Listen, world, there could have been another one of us. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped it, too. I think they probably yeah. just like, got to you. Well, they, they saw it was perfect. Yeah, definitely. well, they got we to you, and they're that. just like, no, we're done after this. <laughs> we can't do no, any better. We didn't have more than two hands apiece. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were probably a handful. Was it pretty challenging to have a three-year-old and a baby? No. Pretty simple. Kayla thought you was pretty cool, so she helped out a lot with you. So I guess the the question now is, was Chad a chill baby? Or was he just... Yeah. Mom said I was a chill baby. Wow. That surprises me. Okay, now what was different? Was there any difference between your birthing experience with Kayla versus your birthing experience with mine? She went a little earlier. We didn't have it in 15. You, you weren't born 15 minutes after we got to the hospital. How long was I born after? Oh, probably three hours. That's still, still impressive. Yeah, just being there for three hours is yeah. just, that is impressive. But like, did the water, you did the water break, the frantic run? No, yeah, they broke the water when you were born. So what made you guys go in? She knew that she, she didn't want to wait too long. <laughs> oh, she, she, she like, said, I, I think we should go now. It's time we should go. So yeah. she just felt it out and kind of was like, yeah. now was, when was my due date? Uh, Do you remember that? We were pretty close. But I don't remember exactly what your due date was. I can't your remember. Your mom could probably tell you that, but I do not know I can't that. remember Rachel's due date. So did she did she do the second one natural as well, the epidural? No, I think she had epidural with Chad. She wanted the easy route. Oh, yeah. You were Can't like, blame what, her. 15 yeah. pound baby? 975 is what she's always saying. 913. 9-13, people. <laughs> I haven't stopped growing since. So, two kids. You were super happy. And then it went down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what would you tell a new dad today? Like, somebody's getting ready to become a dad. What would you tell them? What's the biggest piece of advice you could give them? Oh, just enjoy them because they grow up quick. You're going to find that out, both of you. Just yeah. Live in the moment. Because they change every day. Oh, it's crazy. You'll think it's, it's going to take forever, but it don't. 
Yeah, you don't think that you see it, and then all of a sudden you do. Yeah, I mean, um, so look at Levi. Yeah, Levi's. I like. I flash back and like Levi's a bald little baby, and now he's like almost three, and I'm just like, he's got a mullet. And my kid's two pounds heavier than she was from birth, but it's just like, like you don't think you see it, and then all of a sudden one day you're just like, where where did you come from? She's a completely different baby. Yeah. Enjoy the moment, he says. Now, also another question, since I know you probably struggled with this a lot, I was a bit of a devil. Through the years of, I'm going to say 11 to about 25. <laughs> so dad had a lot of hard years. So dad, did you... <laughs> we're out here to say that it's okay to maybe hate your kids from time to time. No, I never did hate them. You loved them, but you didn't like them. That's fair? <laughs> Sometimes I wanted to kill you. <laughs> See? That is a fair <laughs> statement, guys. Now parents, you can do that. I think a lot of parents have that problem. Now, granted, you won't have. You hopefully, we pray you don't have to deal with what my parents had to deal with. Yes, we do. They thought Kayla was bad, and she was nothing to what I was compared to. We could get into some stories, but probably most of my listeners already know, and that's the time for uh, another day. Let's just say because we could really we sit. could we could spend an entire episode on just Chuck Colton telling stories about Chad. We Cole. we could do an entire season. Yeah, like every week, fifty-two weeks, Dad yeah. got a different story. <laughs> About what Chad did yeah. not do right. Where this episode is sponsored by where Chad fucked up. Yeah, it, it that is exactly <laughs> what happened. Dad did a good job. Um, let's see here. You got any other questions for Dad? At At what point did did you realize that that you guys were done with two and that you you didn't want to try for a third? No, I imagine. When we were in our 34, 35, 36 age, probably. So that was... Because that's getting you up to where you're going to have kids graduating from high school in your 50s. So that was still a few years after I... Which is not bad, but I mean, you know, then you got college and then you're pushing 60. Right. You know. You like guys my had, brother Bill. You were like what, twenty eight when you had me? Though. I was twenty six when I had Kayla, and twenty eight or nine, twenty nine when you were born. So twenty nine. So you guys were still thinking about it for well, I mean, yeah, mom I mean, was thirty two when she had me. Right. So like, there was a few years where you kind of thought about it. Uh, usually thirty five is your cutoff. Usually, but there are people that had kids in their forties. Now it's just like whenever. Yeah. So Dennis Hunter. Shout out to Dennis Hunter. <laughs> you know, it's it's fun. First five years, you know, go by so fast because you're dealing with kids. You're dealing with work. You come home, you spend time with kids, you eat, and you go to bed. I don't know. I, f- I feel like that's like like my life in a nutshell. I mean, you know, everybody knows I work 12 hours a day, but it's like I come home and it's like I've got four hours to play with Levi and Samara before I got to go to bed so I can get up to go the next day. It's like my weeks just are like Monday, then it's Friday. And it's like, where's I'm all, my, yeah, what's it, where has all my time gone with like, with my kids? And it's like, for me, it's so hard to realize that, you know, Levi's going to be three next month. That's wild. I mean, it's going to be that way till they move out of the house. They're not ever moving out. My daughter's never dating, so. That's true. Any yeah, man yeah. listening to this <laughs> podcast with a son, don't. 
Ophelia Koval is off limits. <laughs> Your kid comes home and says, I like Ophelia Koval. Point them in a different direction. <laughs> She's going to be a nun. And that's that. We've already talked about it. I've been looking at brochures. All she like the fly nun. <laughs> great show. It is a great show. Nobody really says. Do you see any big differences from parenting when you started versus parenting now? Oh, you guys got a lot more stuff, information than we did. A lot, a lot more techniques and info. And technology and what they can and can't do and what you got to help you. And you got bottle warmers. We had to do it in the microwave or hot water in a, in a pan. Don't say the, the microwave. Don't say the microwave. Somebody microwave. gonna kill you. Yeah. You say the microwave on here. So no, the microwave will not kill you. Look at you. <laughs> See, let this be a lesson to all dads. Like, all the stuff that we have now, like, you can't mess it up. Like, Dad had kids in the 80s, and they didn't have near the stuff they have today. They microwave bottles where they sit here and say, don't microwave bottles. A lot of the things that they tell you not to do is because some idiot did it the wrong way. Right. Okay? As long as you're paying attention to your kid and you're just not, you're being smart, you're going to be a great parent. So this is this is your lesson right here. They did it in the eighties. That's why you're alive if you're in your thirties. Or for Hunter, he was born like ninety nine, two thousand. I was born ninety one. Ninety one. I do turn thirty this year. Nineties, baby. We'll have we'll have his dad on here to tell us some stories. Oh gosh. So I get like I find myself struggling with this. So, you know, somebody who's been through been through this, like what what is the best advice that you can give of taking kids shopping because it's it's hard i mean honestly i don't know how you guys did it with with like i don't know how my mom and dad did it with me i don't know how you guys did it with chad and caleb but it's like i have to make sure like my phone is charged or my ipad is charged so that way levi is not a just like an a bull a bull in a china shop like that just beat us yeah <laughs> like how did you guys like you stay i mean quiet. did you guys struggle with that or did I well, mean, were these guys just like... First of all, we didn't have phones. Well, we know that. Second no of all, electronics. Yeah, they locked over some clothes racks, and I beat the rear end <laughs> in the middle of Kmart. Beat your kids. And then some woman come over and told me she was going to turn me into the... CPS? Child Protection Services, and I told her, you evidently didn't get paddled enough as a child either. I can paddle you first. Should be next. So after that, we didn't have no more trouble. And the kids were scared because they saw me chew that woman out. We just had the, it was death. It was the fear of death is the reason that we, and that's a good way to do it. If you your, think kids, it was, your kid's afraid you're going to beat you, they're going to be quiet in the damn grocery store. Don't approach Chuck Koval if he's beating a child in a grocery store. He'll beat you. He's got grandkids now, so he can still do it. So do you think it was more of fear of getting uh, a whooping in a store or a fear of getting another whooping when you got home? All the above. It was more getting embarrassed in front of people at the store. <laughs> that was what is a lot of it. Between, that was for the kids. Between you know? dad and grandpa. It's not grandpa. a beating, it's a whooping. Between dad and grandpa, they were really good about doing it in public. And it made you feel, it like it made you feel inferior. Like you're just like... And that was the punishment. The that was the good punishment. It wasn't the pain. Either the physical pain of my grandpa dragging me down the pews <laughs> during a sermon by the ear... Or dad paddling me in the middle of a grocery store. It was always the public humili humiliation. <laughs> because that's just how it was. But we turned out great, kind of. We had some rocky roads. <laughs> I'd like to say uh, 
Yeah. Kayla's alive with a family and a house. Not no drug addictions. Uh Chad's alive with a family and a house. No drug well no drug addictions. But dad did really good. Dad did his best. Mom did their best. Whether or not we were assholes, that was on us. <laughs> we had a great upbringing. We had a lot of fun. Made a lot of good memories. Hunting. Take your kids hunting. Take your kids in the outdoors. Fish. It's the outdoors in general, I feel like. You Just know. spend quality time with your kids outside. Yeah. They, I, they're, I, they're admired by anything. Right, and I think like that's the biggest difference from like your generation to our generation is, you know, you guys would... You know, play outside with your kids, and not, I'm not saying like people in our generation don't do that, but I'm like everybody's so sucked into like technology and your phones and everything that's going on. And it's like it's one to five years like that. That's you know? with or without kids. Yeah, it's but I like mean, everybody's it's, in technology. It's like I feel like that's where like you guys, I'll, I'll say mastered it, but succeeded in it as you know playing outside, playing in the dirt or whatever it is and just having a good time where it's like now I feel like, and I even catch myself doing it where it's just like I get sucked into a freaking rabbit hole. Enjoying like the moment. Stupid videos, yeah. I Turn mean, your phone off when exactly. you come home. That's the exactly. big thing. Turn your phone off and enjoy the Do moment. Do real FaceTime, looking at them. There you go. That's the best way. You heard it from the man himself. Um, so we would like to thank Dad for coming out. Um, you guys have heard our first interview from the great, wonderful Charles W. Colville. He goes by Chuck, Chucky, Wendell, Papaw, Papaw, uh, sometimes Santa, but we won't discuss that. Um, no freaks leave my out. If you guys have any more questions that you want us to ask, if you want us to bring Papaw back on, we love to, or if you want more questions we have in our other interview, or you want to be in an interview, just give us a shout out and we'll get a hold of you. Uh, dad, thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, well, thanks. And, uh, thanks for being a great dad. We won't cry too much. So, all right, thank you. Uh, all right, so what do you got for this? All right, so that was Chuck Cole, great guy, great dad, awesome dude. Um, so, uh, we didn't hit on our weekly things. Hunter, how's your week been? I know it's only been, what, four days? It's been a short turnover while we get back in our scheduled recordings. Anything exciting happen for you? Uh, no, not really. Uh, just same old, you know, busy work and trying to find time to make the most out of my time alone. Big thing for me, I actually got to spend my first night alone with my daughter. Yeah, uh, how was that, by the way? It was awesome. You know, Great. We, we hung out on Saturday when you know, Rachel was out. and then Yep. Rachel went to a baby shower and she had some girl time, which she needed. And I was grateful. I was super excited to see if I could do it. You know, I really wanted to do the challenge and it went really well. I don't know if, you know, our, our daughter took the bottle very well. She's really good at eating, which is awesome. Um, slept awesome. Really a lot of it is just Rachel's got her on a really good schedule. And like, even if Rachel steps out of that, if I can stay in the schedule, it works great. We had a lot of fun. She's still alive. That's all I can say. Honestly, she laid in her swing and slept, and I ate McDonald's with the TV at a high volume, which is what I enjoy. Rachel thinks we have to keep everything quiet, but my daughter is deaf like me, I think. Or I'm going to make her that way. So that was, uh, that was the big thing that happened. So we made it through. We're alive, and we are back at it. Uh, football. 
What about, dude, this weekend was boring, dude. Not really. I mean, the Browns almost beat the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes went out. He might not play this week. I just didn't. Even then, though, they were just terrible. That's the thing. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes goes out of the game, and you're like, oh, this is your chance. I mean, here's here's where the Browns lost the game. I don't want to get too deep. They're the Browns. Talk about, well, yeah, besides <laughs> the fact that the Browns, third and 14, and Chad Hitting runs for a first down. Oh, yeah. The defense did not. I will say, though, that the defense gave them a few opportunities. Mm-hmm. The offense could not put drives together when they needed to. And I was impressed. I was pulling for them. I really was. Uh, Glad the Saints are out because they beat the Bears, and I really just hate the Saints. Sorry, Drew. Sorry, Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Love for Drew Brees, but I do like Tom Brady. I think he's going to retire. Tom Brady retires. No, Drew. Drew's retiring. Drew Brees is retiring. He can't throw more than 10 yards, and he just can't. Jameis Winston, locked and loaded. Taking over for the Saints. I like Taysom Hill. They're going to be first. Taysom Hill is a joke. You heard it from me right now. Taysom Hill is a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm tired of everybody like, oh my gosh, Taysom Hill. He comes in and does a wildcat for two yards and we lose our mind. Mm-hmm. He throws a pass for 20 and we're like, oh my gosh, he just did that. I'm like, Taysom <laughs> Hill like can play running back, receiver, and quarterback. I get it that that's kind of a skill, but you will forget him. When Taysom yeah. Hill is gone, you will forget him. He will be right. nothing, and I'm just tired of tired of everybody sucking his dick. Look at you, Joe Buck. You like to suck dicks. So, but, um, um, right now, you know, you got Kansas City. Fuck the Packers. Hear me out. You got Kansas City, um, the Bills, the, um, the Bucks, and the Packers. Yeah. Who's your Who's your Super Bowl matchup? I hate to say it, for the best game, for the best Super Bowl adventure, great party, because on a Super Bowl you just want to see a lot of scoring. Right. Best Super Bowl will be Kansas City Chiefs Packers, because both their defenses aren't great and their offenses are amazing. But oh. what I like to see, Bucks and Chiefs, preferably. I think that the Bucks and the Chiefs can put on a good show, but I will say that the Packers offense. If the Bucks beat the Packers in Lambeau, I will buy a Tom Brady jersey because I just I'm writing this down. Hate the Packers. Um, I think the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, it all depends. The Chiefs have played the the Bills have played really hot as of late, but they've also been pretty terrible from time to time. Josh Allen is a boss, and their defense is pretty good. Patrick Mahomes will play. Let's not act like he won't. They're going to do everything possible to make sure. Right. That, yeah. If not, if Chad Henney, if he takes him, you know, anything is possible. I saw a t-shirt. <laughs> I will buy it. If, if Chad Henney takes him all the way, I will buy it. I'm saying right now it's going to be the Bills and the Bucks Super Bowl. Bills, Bucks, Super Bowl. That's probably the least favorable favorable odds, I would say. I'm if, taking it. If you're betting, I think those are the least options. That's because I don't think anybody's... Of course, the Chiefs have played really shitty. Really shitty as of late. They almost lost to the Falcons. Almost lost to the Browns. Who knows what's happening with Patrick. Any other sports? Golf? Anything cool happening in golf? Tiger Woods had back surgery again. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, Tiger Woods. Thank yeah. God he's still alive. Yeah, um... Other than that, the only the only golf thing that I think has happened in like the last you no know, week or so, other than Kevin Na winning the tournament last week, 
I love Kevin now. Yeah, is Kevin Kistner's response to why he plays at Beth Page and Torrey Pines and all those places. It's because they play a lot of money for 20th. 20th. Like, if you're going into a tournament saying they pay a lot for 20th and I'm shooting for 20th, the dude's got it. He's he's got it made. Like, he knows what, what's going on. Kevin Kisner is a dude. I've known him before this. I listened to a podcast called Foreplay through Barstool Sports. Real big friends with Kevin Kisner. They did a YouTube video where they the four of them took on Kevin Kisner. Kevin actually lost at the last round, but he was drunk as piss, and it's just a hilarious. <laughs> he is the most down to earth dude ever. Yeah. And he, I mean, I heard him talking about it today, and it, it makes perfect sense. Right. If you could literally place twentieth at every tournament and make a million dollars a year, would you do it? Absolutely. Yes, a hundred percent of the time, everybody's gonna say yes. Yeah. That's just it. I only have to play two good rounds because all I gotta do is make the cut. I I make money. Yeah, you make you know? the cut, you're making money. Right. We'll never be professional golfers. I might be getting worse. But I already I already put my first round in this year. I probably talked about it last time. Yeah. But I'm gonna keep talking about it because I enjoy golf as much as it hates me. And I'm gonna get my daughter into golf whether she likes it or not, so I can take her with me places. All right, this is a good time for uh, another sponsor. Um, this is a guy I know. Uh, his name is uh, Austin Preston. He owns and operates uh, Knockout Detailing. Uh, he is a veteran, so it's veteran-owned and operated. Uh, he's just getting off the ground. Uh, he does cars, trucks, vans, motorcycles, and more. He might do a plane from time to time if you have a plane to offer him. He might be able to detail it. And he told me to read us out. He does full-service drop-off detail shop in Anderson, Indiana. He does hand wash, clay bar, buff and wax on exteriors. And interior details include door panels, door jams, windows, sweeps, and option of carpet cleaning as well. Your interior detail starts at $80 and goes up. And your exterior start at $100. So you can look him up on Facebook. Uh, it's Knockout Detailing. Uh, again, his name is Austin Preston. If you want to give him a call, his number is 765-557-4304. I've uh, seen a lot of pictures. He does a really good job. I've seen some dirty shit that he's taking over there. I'm going to take my truck over there sometime because I'm going to make him really work for it. But uh, good dude, another dad. I know he's got a few kids of his own, uh, you know, just trying to make a living. You know, everybody's just... Doing their own thing. Small business is big, and that's what we like to support. We like to support the little people. So, um, what I really want to get into is we had a we had a long time listener, first time caller, shout us out with some questions. Uh, good old Justin Wilson. Justin, I hear you out there, man. Uh, grateful for your feedback. He sent me a message asking some questions. He's going to be a dad in March, and uh, really, what he wanted to he had some questions. So we'll just uh, we'll shoot him off. His first question was what do you think uh, some of the most important things to take to the hospital? Phone charger, your own pillow, blanket for the wife, um, snacks. And ask them if they have a fridge. Yes. Ask your, like, that's a big one. Ask them if they have a fridge. Uh, headphones. I did like headphones. I watched some stuff on I watched TV on my phone. No. Uh-huh. I was watching TV on my phone. We just watched TV on 
course, we were watching. Like, we, had some, we had some great movies on. Somebody's sleeping. We had great movies, but I'm still like, if somebody's sleeping or like chilling over there and I just want to be in my own thing, <laughs> you want your own headspace, take some headphones. Hunter's weird. What are some things that you think that like people told you should take, but that you didn't have to worry about? Um, I don't know. I feel like I used everything. Yeah, really like your big things are just like, yeah, pillow, charger, headphones, blanket for the wife. Right. You, like snacks, yes and no. I found myself ended up like really I went out and ate. We went, I went and picked up Jimmy John's a lot. I mean, it's different though. Like, you know, for when we had Levi, yeah. we, we had like my mom and dad brought us food. Yeah, because you had people your, come Yeah, in. your mom and dad brought us food. They couldn't come in the like they were the only people that could come in the room, but they brought us food. Well, when we had Samara, I was allowed to leave one time a day. So I would leave at like noon, go pick Levi up from daycare, hang out with him for a little bit, let the dog out, and then I would pick up dinner on the way back. So it's it's different on, you know, if you could you could always get snacks. But it's I could leave it. I left freely. That yeah, was the cool see, thing. I was, I was only allowed to leave one time a day. So check that. That's yeah. another thing. So what you want to do is first of all figure out where your hospital is. Eyeball those food places around. And then call them up. Be like, hey, A, do you guys allow delivery here? Or B, how many times am I allowed to leave? Right. So then, you know, you can decide if you want to take in a bunch of snacks. You can eat there. But I think that they'll charge, like, the husband. and Who wants hospital food, really? Like, Well, actually, they did not charge us at Riverview. And it was phenomenal. Take your kid to Riverview. There you, there you go. We went to St. Vincent and... I don't know. I just didn't even ask. There were just so many good food options, and I was really trying to trying to take as much that I could. <laughs> uh, car seat. <laughs> I know that that's a given, but I just wanted to remind you. Put the car seat in the truck before you go to the hospital. Right. Or car. Get that thing in. Figure it out. It's easy but challenging all the same once you get it out. Um, also, he wanted to know, like, what to expect, you know, like, before, during, and after delivery. Eat a big ass meal before, mainly for her more than you. Yeah, if I'll, you're getting induced, I will say that that's a huge thing because like I didn't stop and get something to eat when we had Samara. So, you know, when she got when Kayla got checked in and admitted and everything, she could have like a clear liquid diet. So, yeah, like ice chips, um, water, apple juice, stuff like that. While I was over there eating a freaking bacon cheeseburger with fries. Eat it all. Eat and, it all. you know, that's one thing that I don't recommend because I could just feel her, like, staring through my soul. Feed them before. If you're right. getting induced, because we got induced, so we knew when we were going, but their biggest thing was to eat a big-ass meal before you go. If you're going, if you're on your way to the hospital, like the water's broke and you're in a bit of a rush, don't rush. I know we talked about this before. You have time. Right. We always know that you have time. Like, I think the biggest thing that a lot of us dads didn't know, like, even I didn't know, is like, oh my gosh, this water's going to break and I'm going to be fucked. I'm just going to be, yeah. I'm going to be out and about and I'm going to be like, I have nothing. We have to go to Walmart. I'm going to have to buy all this stuff so right. I can have stuff to take to the hospital. Don't worry about it. Yeah, really, it's... really, you could get away with taking nothing. Right. Like, you just got to make sure you have the car seat because, like you said, there's going to be a chance for you to leave. So if you get caught in the heat of the moment, Go have the baby. Next day, you can come and get your shit together. Just, you know, have a plan. Have somebody, you know, if you have animals, make sure you got somebody to take care of. If you have another kid, make sure you have something <laughs> set up for, you know, you can't just leave them at home depending on how old they are. I mean, I'm cool with it up to the age of five. 
But I would, um, I would say like something during is, you know, we we see on TV, you know, what what it's like. You know, not at all what it's like. I mean, not it's, intense. It's gonna be. I know, super chill. It's gonna be like a lot at first because you know, like the IVs are going in, they're putting a baby monitor on, like a lot of stuff is happening at first. But once you guys get like settled in, and like it's just like it's a hurry up and wait game. Yeah. You know, you you wait, and then it's, you know, it could be. You know, we were just like hanging out. You know, Samara was born at like two forty three in the morning, I think. Ugh. And you know, we were just sleeping, or I was sleeping. Kayla woke me up at like you know, midnight and we were just, it was just like, it's go time. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a hurry up and wait game to where, you know, you guys could sit there for, you know, some people labor for 30 hours, which is power to you women who can labor for 30 hours, but it's, let's define laboring for 30 hours. Right. Power to women for everything they do, but them laboring for 30 hours doesn't necessarily mean they're sitting there pushing for 30 hours. As soon as your water breaks, you are considered in labor. Right. So Rachel was in labor from 9 a.m. until 8.30 that night. But really, her pain, and she, she'll she tell me the same, was probably from 8 to 8.30, the last 30 minutes. Because that was when the baby really started coming. Other than that, it was chill. We were watching Hobbs and Shaw. I recommend... If you can, maybe take a little boombox. Get a little speaker music going. Get a little background. No. Something you can get into. I like background noise. It was freaky as shit because literally it's like push four times, wait three minutes for another contraction. And during that three minutes, you're just sitting there with strangers and the shit they're going to talk about is probably not going to be interesting to you. Or you're not going to know what they're talking about. Because there's not going to be a dude in there. No. So the nurse, will, they will talk to your wife and... They'll talk to them, but you're just going to be standing there. Get a good movie, put on the TV. I did. I think we went through a couple movies right. while I was standing there, holding a leg. Uh, don't listen to your wife. Don't uh, don't don't oppose her in any way. Right. She will become a devil for at some point. There's going to be a demon come out yeah. of her, not a vagina, just her soul. It's just like it's it's you no know, once it's go time. It's like you know everything happens so fast, and then the baby's born, and then it's just like. For me, it almost felt like it. Everything just like stopped, like everything just like slowed down, like to where it was like creeping by. Like, you know, I was watching our our kids being like wiped off, or you know, like on Kayla, and just like trying to just soak it all in, and then like they get the weights and you know put a hat on them or whatever. But it's like it's it's so fast from the time that you start pushing to the time that it's there. It's I mean, it could for me it was crazy on how fast like actually happened. 20 minutes took me like seven hours to pass. I don't know what his problem is. I like from the time that the nurse goes, Hey, you want to see the baby's head? Yeah, I do. So I saw the baby's head. Like she had to open up my wife's vagina and there's a head. I'm like, that's, that's a baby's head for sure. And I'm like, Holy shit. We're going to have this kid in the next 20 minutes. No, that was, that was like, I don't know. It was probably an hour later, like forever for that head to just like centimeters at a time. And it was like, it would pop out a little and then it was like, go back in and I'm like shit and I'm standing here this whole time no offense wear comfortable shoes my father-in-law told me that and you know I did New Balance 574s a good good thick (laughs) pair of socks too because you're you're just standing up they're not they don't care about you they're going to talk to you about passing out don't pass out don't be a little bitch don't be a little bitch about it Uh, what about after 
anything after delivery that was crazy? So a big thing, okay, I do want to tell you, so something for us, we had a couple situations where things got a little little hairy. Um, like we, it was probably like uh, 2 o'clock and they, uh, they adjusted uh, my wife's position. They'll change how they lay sometimes. So when they did that, it made my baby very unhappy. Um, her breathing kind of slowed up. So there was like 72 nurses that just came, and the doctor all came in at once. And they were just like, boom, we might have to do a C-section. So they're going to come in there, but they're not frantic. So that's cool. Just be chill. Don't worry, because they're going to take care of you. Your yeah. baby is going to get delivered. It's going to be great. Another thing that they talked about when Lars was actually being born uh, during contractions, when Rachel was actually pushing. Uh, so what will happen, the baby's heartbeat will drop, and then it will come back. And ours wasn't coming back as much, so they talked about bringing the respiratory therapist in. Uh, it kind of freaked Rachel out. I really at no point was worried. I don't know, because I just, I'm one of those dummies. I'm just like, hey, you're a doctor. I trust you. Whatever. Like, I'm right. like, you guys, this is what you get paid to do. So, like, I don't want, I'm not going to second guess you. I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry. So don't freak out. Like, don't freak out. Your wife's going to freak out. Your significant other, they're going to freak out. That's right. just women freak out. You just got to be chill and, like, don't, just, yeah. You, you got to be, like, a support system for them when they're freaking out. I mean, just, if you're calm. And reassure you can, them. Yeah, re, yeah, a lot of reassurance goes a long way because. And be reassured. Like, yeah. know, know that they're going to take care of you. Like, those people running in there, they're not there to scare you. They're there to help you. Right. But yeah, like like you said, support them. You got to support the shit out of them, just for that moment. After that, you can go back to being a dick. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. The other thing is, is these women, we love them to death, but they're gonna say some shit that they don't mean during this this pushing phase. I am going to like narrow it down to like you're going to get your feelings hurt. Like don't get your feelings hurt because they don't mean it. Oh yeah. I mean, just don't be a bitch. Yeah. If you're that where, then maybe not. I don't know. I, I can't help you. That's a different podcast. I would say the, the the one thing for after, you know, that he that he wants to know is there's going to be lactation consultants come in. There's going to be nurses come in every four hours. You're going to have to document when we have, you know, a wet a wet diaper, a bowel movement diaper, which side if you are breastfeeding that you fed from and yeah, for how long. I mean. There's a lot of work that goes into the first, you know, 24 hours of this baby's life. Don't get overwhelmed. No, don't. I mean, it's it's something where you got to figure out a system. So, like, yeah, the way that Kayla and I did it was she got ready to feed Samara. I'd go write it down. Yeah. I changed all of the diapers in the hospital, so I would know. I'd, I wrote down the time. I wrote down what it was, small, medium, large, whatever the bowel movement was. And it's just, like, these people are going to come in, like, every two hours and just check on you, make sure you're doing fine. Yeah, and they're just there. They're there to help. Yeah, don't freak. It's not like a homework assignment. I got a little overwhelmed. I was like, man, we gotta write this down all the time. I gotta remember to wake up every day. It's really simpler than it is. As long as you and your partner get on the same page, like, hey, if I'm asleep and like you do something, like there's a feeding while I'm sleeping or something like that, just remember it. Yeah, and it really, at the end of the day, you know, if you forget to write something down, it's okay. Yeah, they're just trying to get you in a system of feeding your kid every time. Uh, my biggest thing: be ready to. Get them whatever the fuck they want to eat right after. <laughs> oh the thing. yeah! Crazy thing ever. Rachel wanted Skittles. I mean, directly after dinner, and it was like I was like, "All right, babe, I'm going a little bit." And I mean, shoot, no, 
go give me some fucking Skittles. No. <laughs> like, that was her. Like, she she was more hateful right then for me to turn her down to Skittles than any time while the baby was coming out. Like, she was. So, I, I went and found some Skittles. But just be ready for food. Get them a, get them a lot of oh, food. Yeah. They mean, need to eat a lot. Especially if, like I said, if you get induced and you're in there 24 hours and those they're not eating, just be prepared. Like I said, get those routes out. Look at the map. See what kind of food you got. Make it a little mini vacation, you know? Right. You don't get to eat out a lot. Save up. Splurge a little, you know? Well, yeah, that's like it was for us. Like when uh, that first night that I was able to, like after Samara was born and she was allowed to eat, like I was heading back home. Or I was heading back, and she was like, just so you know, I just ordered Applebee's, and you're going to need three hands to carry all the food up. I mean, like, we had the, the trio sampler. We had, all, I mean, we had all kinds of stuff. It's like mm. we were at, like, a smorgasbord. I love Applebee's. I mean, that was the one nice thing about, like, you know, delivering to Noblesville was there's so many different places. And then, of course, as soon as we leave the hospital, there was a Wendy's right across the street. And she's like, we're going to Wendy's. And at that point, it's just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> What do you wish that you knew leading up to the hospital experience? Um, to be calm, to to not get overwhelmed, to realize how chill it is. Right. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, right. You get worked up thinking like everything is exciting, and it is to an extent, but at the same time, it's really it's just a process. It's just like going in for a surgery, and you're just like, you go in, you do the time. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I mean, I, like with my dad, like, you know, he said my mom broke water, and the kid was born like 15 minutes later. So they just like, that was a rush. Yeah. But, I mean, I think even with that, like, a lot of things nowadays, you know, like, Rachel got induced, was it two days after due date? I see a lot of people going before their due date. They get to 39 weeks. So more or less, you may have a frantic situation. And if you do, call in and tell us about it. Right. So we can prepare those dads for it. I mean, because I didn't really have it. I mean, were either of yours frantic, would you say? Uh, No. I mean, there was like a little bit of like a frantic, a frantic spot when, you know, like with Levi, you know, because I was at work. Yeah. But... After that, you know, like, going, coming home and then going back to the hospital with Levi was, you know, seeing my wife in so much pain and, like, knowing that I've got a 10-minute drive to get to the hospital, it's like, I wish I could go faster. But Yeah, you just want to get there and get to them. Luckily, I was with Rachel. Like, we got induced, so it was just kind of like booking ourselves into the hotel. And But, yeah, I mean, so just... I would say that the biggest thing that, like, knowing what I know now with, like, both of my kids, like, because they both were kind of the same. I wasn't with Kayla on either one of those occasions, is if you're not with your significant other or your wife, you've got time. Yeah. You've got time to, you know, go home, grab your bag, grab your wife's bag or your significant other, and just make sure that you can do, like, one final sweep of, okay, I've got everything. Now let's get to the hospital because it's go time. Yeah. Be prepared. Don't worry about being overly prepared. Don't worry about your baby, because they're really going to take care of that. A take-home, I think a take-home outfit. Yeah. Other than that, diapers, everything, they're giving you that shit. They have little binkies and shit like that. Um, Dad fact, or dad advice, you know, whatever. Um, hack. Clean, yeah, dad hack. Clean out the diapers and the wipes. Before take all you leave the, the hospital. Take it all. Take all their shit. Oh, yeah. Ask for more. We did ask for more, and they actually yeah. brought us more stuff in. So yeah. if you get a cool nurse... Which I don't know unless they own the place. 
Right. See why they would. Care. I mean, I think we walked out with like almost like a two dozen diapers and like three packages of wipes. We're gonna go through them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You'll definitely go through them. Uh, dads have a diaper party. Diaper parties are the shit. Yeah. And invite us. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring diapers. We love it for free alcohol. Offer free alcohol and food for diapers. It's worth it. You make Absolutely. your money. You make your money's worth it every time. Oh yeah. I think when we when we had. Uh, my diaper party. I think I got close to like thirty five hundred diapers. I have five very large tubs full, yeah. full, a lot of wipes, a lot of diapers, yeah. a lot, very large. Uh, another thing, Hunter touched on the lactation specialist. I know we've talked about it. Listen to her. She's going to talk to you a lot about things other than breastfeeding, things that you can do to help. Mine talked a lot about like things I can do to help during breastfeeding. Also a lot about uh, like baby cries. I don't know if yours talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ours did a, like we got a little paper that was talking about like your baby cries like this or like her arms are like this or her body's like this like it because it, I mean right now basically all her shit revolves around eating shitting and sleeping or peeing right peeing's their big thing pooping's not as much because really they're using a lot of that stuff for growth right peeing's just making sure that they're getting the nutrition but literally everything that your baby revolves around is that lactation specialist so she's She's almost like the life support. Because honestly, I can't say that I prepared a lot going into being a dad. I was just more or less like, I've watched Hunter's Kid multiple times by myself for four or five hours at a time. And I know that's a stupid thing, but it's just like, really it's just a schedule of feeding him. Mm-hmm. I think that probably the more nerve-wracking shit comes into when they start moving on their own and learning stuff. Like the curse words that you say. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably when I'll be fucked. But I think, like, more or less, yeah, like, that lactation specialist, like, I had my concerns on, like, okay, and it was just, like, stupid questions, like, how am I going to keep my baby from dying? How do I keep my household without freezing my baby? No. <laughs> well, my baby died just randomly. I was just, I, it was just, like, you're just going to be, like, my baby's going to die in the weirdest ways. Another thing is I want to prepare you for, when you become a dad, you become really emotionally susceptible to any situations where babies are in, uh, what is the word? Um, uh, they're in a hostile situation in a TV show or movie. Uh, I've had a I lot. Of, I think I can agree with you on that, dude. One. I've had a lot of situations where, like, there were some baby situations going on in Game of Thrones, and I got a little worked up. I'm like, I gotta get home to my daughter. Somebody's about to kill her. So that was me just being a little weird. Well, I will say, like, you know, maybe not necessarily movies, but like. You know, different situations with, you know, things that you might see on, you know, any type of social media or on the news. And it's like, I've been in those situations where, like, I've been reading about a story. And it's like, I I have to stop reading this because, like, I'm about to lose my shit. Like, I mean, because, like, I immediately just start thinking about my kids. Yeah, you get it from your perspective. Yeah. You put yourself it's in like, shoes. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine going through that. But, you know, it's okay. It's part of being a dad, you so know. You do get worked up. So it is the same. Yeah, not, in, I don't, not for, like, movies, though. But those are the big things, man. And Justin, I hope you have a great pregnancy with your wife. Well, not you, but her. Yeah, I hope everything goes well. I hope she's very peaceful. If you have any more questions you want us to do, we will do them. Also, you know, well, I mean, this is still going to be going on after you have your baby, so you're going to have to give us a shout-out if, you know, the, the advice that we gave you helped you or not, or if we were just complete jackasses. Invite us to the diaper party. Yeah, that too. One last thing before we go. Uh, I wanted to hit just a few products. We like to do our products. Um, I don't have like some big ones that I really need to talk about. These are easy ones. You're just, you're going to understand them. 
uh, double zip onesies. Game changer, dude. Yeah. The ones you can zip from, you can zip them down from the top or up from the bottom. Because you're just going to zip that up from the top, from the bottom to switch out that diaper and throw it back on. Because your kid's just going to fight you all the way. Um... Buttons are okay, but I'm not really a button guy. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the buttons. Because, like, my wife just said it. She was like, you get to the last button, and then you realize you're off, like, one button. Oh, yeah, then you got to redo it all. Yeah. Or, like, the ones where you get down, like, where the legs meet, there's those two. And then there's two weird buttons that you don't know which one goes where because one of them is, like, always hidden. Stick to the zippers. Yeah, zippers. All the way. Second, uh, Velcro swaddles. I don't know if I came up with this before. So, they have, like, normal swaddles where you just wrap them in basically, like, a cloth, and you just stuff it. Well, we found some at Target where they're Velcro. I have not heard of these. It's it's dummy proof, basically. So basically, like, it's got a little pouch where you put your kid in, and then that pouch has a flat. There's one Velcro. You put an arm down, flip it over, bring that other one, and then you really tighten that other one because that's got Velcro all the way across. And that makes it so much easier. The cloth swaddles, if you can do it, God bless you. I I mean, if you can figure it out, cool, awesome. You can swaddle your baby. I've learned... Now that I don't have Velcro, now that I've learned what it's like, I can do it without. Like, I can swaddle my kid in a blanket. But just for quickness and to get it done and to make sure it stays, because your kids are going to fight it the whole way. They're just going to fight it. So just get Velcro Target, I'm pretty sure. I will post a link. I'll try to find it. Um, Last but not least, I'll pass that one because I don't really care. My biggest thing, uh, this is for breastfeeding, the Haka. Oh, yeah, we saw Haka. Yeah, we got two of them. So the Haka, uh, you probably won't start. They told us not to start pumping until like four weeks. Um, so that's when your wife actually starts pumping milk with a machine, which is awesome. They just look like cattle. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful cattle. But um, the Haka is this thing where, uh, so your baby's your baby's sucking on one titty and that other titty's just over there. And basically it's just sitting there leaking. And yeah. that the Haka is just like this suction cup. It sticks right there on that titty and catches all that milk. And, I mean, we have cotton. We got, like, I would say 20 bags. Just from the Hawka? From the Hawka. Of six ounces. It's crazy because, like, you know, when Kayla was pregnant with Levi, she would watch videos of this girl feeding um, somebody, and then she would fill up the entire Hawka. Yeah. Like, it's like, holy crap. So, I mean, like, Kayla would get, like, half full, and I'd be like, high five, you know, we're getting there. Oh, dude, you'll get so excited about, yeah. like, your hawker performance. I'm, like, coaching Rachel. Sometimes I'll be like, Rach, we could do better next time. <laughs> but, no, dude, that, that hawker is crazy if you're, you know, your wife doesn't know about it. A lot of these things we're trying to help you get brownie points. And the new ones even have a lid. We have one. Yeah, yes. well, ours had a lid. You'll do that, like, if you take it with you, which is a pain in the ass. If you take If, if you're taking the hawker on the road, Take a bag. Right. So you can take it out and put it in because transferring that hawk is a pain in the ass. It spilled all over my truck. It was a nightmare. Uh, those are all the things I can think of. Uh, that wraps up our podcast for today. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening to us talk to big old Chuck. Uh, Justin, thanks for the questions. Hopefully we helped you out. Just let us know. Anybody else has questions? Um, we're going to work on getting another guest next week. We don't quite know who we're going to get. But uh, if you want to be, it could be you. If you want to come on the show, hit us up. Um, remember, Knockout Detailing. Look them up on Facebook. Also, uh, Kayla's uh, Cincy, Kayla Overly Cincy Consultant. Uh, we'll post those links um, with the episode.
Uh, thanks for coming out. Dad joke? I don't have one today. Holy shit, you can't even look one up in like 30 seconds. Uh, you want to hear a joke about construction? What's the joke about construction? It's not finished. It's not. That's a dad joke, for it's sure. It's a dad joke. Was that like you trying to hit me with a... No, actually, you tried I to just, catch like, me off guard? I just remembered it right off the top of my head. See, dad jokes come to everybody, except me. <laughs> I we'll get you there. I love dad jokes. I used to always love them, and then I became a dad, and I lost it. All right, people, we will see you next week. Good night.